Welcome to the Bear Down Football Podcast with your host, Austin Muniz. And as I sit here right now recording this, it's only four days away till the beginning of the season. A real a real game, no practices, no more scrimmages, but an actual real game, and that, that's going to mean something. Um, it seems like I've been waiting for this for a long time, since the end of uh, last season against Cal Poly. I couldn't wait for the season to start up again, and, and here we are. Um... And it'll be this Saturday at 2 p.m. against the McNeese State uh, Cowboys. And um, in this episode, I'll go over a little bit about the scrimmage they had this past Saturday. And um, But it must be a preview about McNeese State, their players on offense, on defense, and a little bit about how UNC matches up against them. Um, well, like I said, it's going to be this Saturday at 2 p.m. Um, I'm kind of hoping there's going to be a decent amount of people there. I'm hoping the Greeley community comes out, UNC alumni, and the UNC students come out to come uh, watch this game. Um, I've been seeing a lot of advertising about it now. Maybe just me. I've been looking on the UNC website and been around the campus a little, and you know, hopefully a lot of people have been seeing that. So I'm hoping we, there can be a, a big crowd there to root on the Bears and hopefully give them motivation to try to go out there and get a good result in this uh, first game of the season. Um, you know, and there's also a couple of things going good going on. I know they're having a big tailgate. I know they're having some for the students. I think the Qdoba Student Fest. I know the Bruin Bites, um, kind of like a little festival going on, little tailgate party going on right before the game. That starts at eleven o'clock. I got tickets to that. Um, I know quite a few different breweries are gonna be there. Um, I know a couple of my favorites, High Hops and Crabtree will be there. Plus, I think like. The food will be Wing Shack, um, Qdoba, a coffee place, and then Rudy's Barbecue. So that should be a pretty fun for uh, everybody to come out right before the game and, you know, get your drink on or eat some food right, right before the game starts. So we'll, now go, we'll go into the scrimmage now. Um, it's past Saturday. Um, I wasn't able to attend it because of work, but from what I heard, it was more of a situational type of scrimmage, more like... Um, you know, punting, kickoffs, um, you know, quick turnovers on like, you know, if they lose, if they get, have a turnover or if uh, they force a turnover, um, those kind of situations. Um, from, from what I heard, it was pretty much an even battle between offensive defense. Um, I heard Matt Gaddock had another good day at a seven yard touchdown run plus another 47 yard run, which is good for him. I remember seeing the beginning of scrimmages. He wasn't getting a whole lot of Time there's some other guys that were getting more reps than him, but it looks like he's improved as his, this scrimmage goes on and looks pretty good for the future for the Bears at the running back position. Um, and seems like they had a good camp overall, really. I mean, no major injuries. Their main guys stayed healthy, and in quite a few of the scrimmages, you know, they didn't put a whole give them a whole bunch of reps, which I think is all right because I mean it's better to make sure that these guys are healthy entering the season. Don't want to have any you know, injuries like, like last year where they had quite a few. All right, so now we'll get into the McNeese State Cowboys. Um, they're out of Lake Charles, Louisiana, and their head coach is Lance Guidry. Um, things coached there for three seasons now. Um, last year they were 9-2, and two, and then they finished uh, second in the Southland Conference, which is a pretty, pretty good conference. Teams are like Sam Houston State, who's been – in the semis and the finals before, um, you got Central Arkansas, who's a solid team, and also Nichols State, who uh, made the playoffs. I think 
So I think Magnique State was kind of one of the teams that was kind of one of the last teams left out of the playoffs. Some people kind of thought they were screwed over and not making the playoffs, but um, unfortunately they didn't make it last year. So coming right off the bat in this first game, it's going to be a tough one for UNC. And this is to give them a chance to, you know, kind of make their mark and, you know, show people in the big sky and the rest of FCS, hey, maybe this is a team that we need to look at. Maybe this is a team that could, you know, make a push for the playoffs this year. It's a good opportunity for them, you know, especially look, especially, well, these first three games really are against McNeese, then against away, against uh, South Dakota, and then back at home against uh, Sacramento State. I mean, so you look at the first three games, and, you know, obviously the worst-case scenario is they lose all three. But um, what I would like to see, I wouldn't mind, I would like to see them go 2-1. and one. Um, You know, they got two tough home games, but I think there's they can win them. And last year, they played re- they played well at home, even their two losses. Um, they played they played well. So And traditionally, they played pretty good at home. It's been on the road where they've struggled, but, you know, this game against South Dakota might be tough. But, again, those are the games that they're going to have to be competitive and possibly win, um, especially in the big sky, um, to make the playoffs. So, um, first off, we'll start off with the McNeese State offense. Um, last year, they averaged 30 points per game and had about 408 yards of total offense. They are actually a pretty balanced offense. Um, they were turning with um, a quarter at the quarterback position with um, James Tabari, a, thir- a third-year starter this year. Um, he's had back-to-back 2,000-yard uh, seasons, only the sixth quarterback, and sixth quarterback in that school's history to do so. Um, last year, he had 2,511 yards with a 56.4% uh, completion percentage and had 21 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Um, and he's, I think, a preseason, um, like maybe first team, second team uh, quarterback there in the Southland uh, Conference. Um, so he's going to be experienced and um, looking to start the season strong against a good uh, Bears uh, secondary. And also I've heard that he could break uh, quite a few uh, records this year as far as uh, McNeese State quarterback records. So this guy's going to be a good one right off the bat, but it's really nothing new for UNC. They face pretty much uh, a good quarterback um, every week in the big sky. And plus, like I've said before in other podcasts, the secondary for this team is probably the strength of their strength of their defense. Um, so now we're going to look at running backs. Um, they actually returned their top three running backs from last year. Um, they're, the one with the most yards coming back is David Ham. He was actually first team Southland Conference last year with 805 yards and uh, six touchdowns and 5.3 yards per carry um the next returning running back and actually on McNeese website they came out with the with the two deep uh, at every position and actually ham's going to be the second string running back and the starter is going to be uh justin pratt who uh, had 663 yards last year three touchdowns and 4.5 yards per carry and they also have um benjamin jones who had 141 yards and two touchdowns last year uh, had 7.1 yards per carry, and they said he will also be in at wide receiver, the slot wide receiver as well. So they returned their top three guys, and actually the guy that was first team all conference for them is going to be their second string guy. So um, that's a pretty strong unit right there, and a tough one and a good test for the Bears defense last year, who against uh, struggled against the run. Um, their offensive line also they return uh, three starters. 
Um, they averaged 173 yards per game rushing was a four and a half uh, average. Um, the returning starters are Grant uh, Bugios, uh, left guard. He was third team uh, Southland. He had 11 starts. They also returned Kyle Zenon at left tackle, who had 11 starts, and Tyree Johnson, right guard, with uh, also eight starts. Um, so that's it's going to be a tough one for UNC. You know, they have three good uh, linemen returning, plus three of the top running backs um gonna be returning and i you know and i think if you hear watching bear vision of red articles you know one of the main things for unc this year is they want to be able to stop the run i mean this is a good test right off the bat they got gashed all year long pretty much last year on the run and this year they want to definitely be you know a better defense against it um because i think their secondary can handle things but it's going to be that defensive line and the linebackers being able to stop the run that really could turn the tide of this season and make this a, a successful uh, season. Um, so we're going to head off to their uh, wide receivers where if you look at uh, McNeese State's wide receivers and like tight ends, this is where they kind of lost a lot of a lot of players. Um, they're returning. They, they actually lose three of their top five wide receivers from last year. Um, one of the main guys that returned back, though, and I think his preseason All-American FCS is LeWayne Ross at uh, tight end. He was actually first-team Southland Conference. He had 11 starts, 42 receptions, 570 yards, and two touchdowns. On McNeese website, he said they, he's going to be playing like tight end. He's going to be like in the H-back role, kind of like how UNC uses Tyron Verna and Michael McCauley. He'll be, he'll be playing that same role with um, for, the, for the Cowboys. Um, as far as their top returners, um, the only one only main receiver returning is Parker Orgeron. I think he's actually LSU's. Uh, I think he's the his dad is actually LSU's head coach uh, right now for the Tigers. Um, I think there's also another Orgeron on his team that's going to be the backup quarterback. So um, he Parker actually had 23 receptions last year, 250 yards, and uh, four touchdowns. Um, and they also have a uh, tight end, be Austin Nelson. He missed last year with uh with injuries so that's a position even though they got a, a really experienced quarterback they don't exactly have experienced wide receivers except Lewayne Ross so I mean they might be looking to him a lot you know maybe Parker Orgeron will get in there um but like you know UNC kind of the same problem but they at least have Alex Wesley who's very good and McNeese State does McNeese State doesn't have that so that's in with UNC's secondary it could be UNC could have an advantage in in that in that category, you know, and especially if they can stop the run. Um, I mean, it could be, you know, a tough day for the Cowboys if they can't get the run game going, and if these receivers can't find ways to get open. Even though uh, a ta- Tabari is you know is really good. Um, so now we'll hit up on their defense. Um, last year the defense was really good. One of the reasons why they were uh, nine and two last year. Um, their defense um, allowed 263 yards per game, um, which is really good, especially in today's college football era of, you know, spread, high-flying, high-yardage offenses. Um, last year, they allowed only 17 points per game. They didn't allow 100-yard rusher, rusher all season long and only averaged uh, 54 yards of rushing yards per game. Really, that's really good. Um and with UNC not really producing a whole lot on the run game all last season, as far as rushing yards, it could, you know, that's it's gonna, it could be a tough one for UNC. 
unless they uh unless you know unless their line can really get going and they can get reek and guys like Milo Paul and uh Julian Nelson a uh, uh, holes. The only thing about that is McNeese State is losing a lot of those guys from last year. They on the defensive line they lose four of their eight guys, top returning guys, and four of those guys are were were starters. Um the only guys that really return are uh, Cody Roscoe, who had, who had zero starts last year, and then Chris Living, who actually started for him last year, but missed the last seven games to, due to uh, injury. So they might have a couple, you know, guys that with with good experience on there, but most of the guys are going to be inexperienced guys or new guys to the program. They also I saw right on there they got uh, Kavianis. Davis, a former Florida Gator, he actually started at Florida as a true freshman, but from reading that, they didn't really have him in the depth chart, and I don't really know. I doubt he'll really get a start against UNC, maybe later in the season, but I don't think UNC will have to worry about him, but we'll probably go, and he'll probably be in their watch, but I don't think they'll really have to worry about him. And then as far as the linebacker positions, um, they have a they had listed as Christian Christian Jacobs as starting. Yeah, he started the first few games, but again, he missed most of the season with injury. And the guy that replaced him was B.J. Blunt, who who came from a defensive back position, I think safety. They moved him to linebacker after Jacobs got hurt, and um, he ended up finishing number three in uh, their tacklers in tackles. Um, he looking up a little bit on him. He was a JUCO All American. Actually, I had some highlights of him on YouTube. He looks like a very athletic, fast uh, linebacker. I think he's going to be a tough guy for uh, UNC to block. He might be making a lot of plays in there. Hopefully not, but he definitely looked like a pretty physical and fast uh, linebacker. Um, then you got the defensive backs. Um, since about 2013, it's been a pretty good unit for McNeese State. Uh, their highest completion percentage, you know, in a season against them was 51.9%. Um, and last year, their uh, completion percentage against them was 50.8%. Um, but there again, they only return um, one starter, and that's Colby Burton. And he had two interceptions last year. So with a guy like Nip there back there for uh, UNC, you know, with Alex Wesley, you could probably, I'm guessing Burton's probably going to be on him. But I don't think there's too many people that can really match up with him one on one. And you know, you know, this is going to be a good opportunity for some of the, you know, younger receivers or inexperienced receivers to maybe make a, you know, make some progress and you know, kind of bring themselves into you know starting positions and you know get them off to a good start for the season. Um, so it was it could be a place where UNC really tears them up. Um, is in the air. Um, I know from what I've read, they want to get that run game going, which is you know, which is a really, really good idea. It'd be nice to get that open. It's going to open up the pass, but uh, you know, UNC really they're they're really a passing team. Um, if you watch last year, they did that a lot, and against this secondary with only one returning starter, that could that could be open. Um, I'm expecting them to have a big year, and in this first game to get off to a really good start and you know have a good. A really good game with lots of yards and hopefully a few touchdowns um, could really get this offense in the rhythm and a good start for the season. And I think this is an area where UNC is really going to have an advantage is um, against against their uh, pass defense, which looks pretty inexperienced right now. 
Um, and also on their on the uh, McNeese State special teams, they have a returning kicker who is Gunner uh, Rayburn. He is twelve of thirteen on field goals and twenty-seven of twenty-eight on extra points. And they also return their punter and Alex Kajelston, forty-point-one yard average and a thirty-four-point-five yard net. And he had twenty-two of those in, inside the twenty. Um. I'm not going to make any kind of, you know, really any kind of uh, predictions. I'm not the type to kind of do that. But I think this is, I think this is, you know, and I'm obviously I'm a UNC fan. I think they can win, you know, every game. But um, I, I think this is a game they really have a good chance in. Um, the offense for McNeese State looks pretty good. Um, you know, they have a record-breaking uh, quarterback. They have three top running backs back. Their offensive line seems pretty experienced with three with starters coming back. Um, I know actually they, have, they had four stars coming back, but I think one of the guys actually left the program and they put in a JUCO guy. So I think, you know, McNeese State, I think early on is going to struggle with, you know, with their defense. New guys up front. Um, they're linebacking. They got two linebackers. They play with two linebackers. You know, both have experience. Um, that may be the strong point of their defense and then their secondary, which is only returning one, one starter. So I think this, you know, I think that's where they're going to struggle at. Um, their offense, I think we have to come out and produce points. And then and if UNC can stop that run, then I think they have a really good chance of winning this game. I think, uh, he's, even though Tabari is very good, he only has maybe Lewayne Ross back there to throw the ball to. It has a big time experience. Um, you know, who knows, maybe they have other guys going to step up in that game. They could too, just like UNC, who could, as you know, nobody who really knows yet besides Alex Wesley could step it up. And the same could be for McNeese State. You know, somebody could step up for them in uh, in this game. You know, hopefully not. But, uh, you know, if the Bears can play solid run defense, like, you know, like I've been keeping on saying, the secondary, I think, is really going to do big things for them this year. And that could play right into the hands of UNC if McNeese State has to continuously throw the ball, you know, on on every on every possession because their run game gets stopped. Um, you know, I don't want to, you know, like last year UNC gave up a lot of yards against the run pretty consistently, and um, if they do that, then you know they could be in trouble. As far as offense for the UNC, um, you know, this could be a big game for Nib. It really could. And it also could get guys good starts to you know for Trey Reek and the three-headed monster that Collins has been talking about at his at his running back position, um, because just because McNeese State is a little bit inexperienced, you know maybe later in this in the season it wouldn't be the same, but to get them right off the bat um, is is is, a, is good for UNC. Um, you know this this kind of game that you know it's a good it's like I was mentioning before it's a good time for UNC to prove the doubters wrong. To prove, you know, the big, big or the big sky um, media people wrong about where they finish. Um, you know, they don't play no FBS teams, but this three-game uh, preseason schedule isn't isn't exactly you know e- easy. They didn't pick any like D two teams or you know weak uh, FCS teams. They you know they go with McNeese State, who's ranked South Dakota in the playoffs last year, and uh, Sac- Sacramento State, who I don't I don't think make the playoffs last year. I'm pre- no, I don't think they did, but. Um, had a pretty good season in the big sky. So, 
you know, this is a good way to get off to a good start for this team. Um, you know, it's kind of exciting in a way you, you know, kind of worry about certain things for UNC, like I mentioned before. Um, I mean, they're good at quarterback. I think they're good at running back now with, um, with you know, with Milo Paul coming in and Julian Nelson looking pretty good. You know, and you already had Trey Reek there. So I think that was an area where you were kind of worried about to begin with, but I think that's all right. Um, you know, receivers, let's see, it's going to be a little bit um, shaky. You're gonna, it's going to be interesting who's going to, you know, step up. Um, you, know, you're, you know you already have Alex Wesley. You know that Tyron Verna is going to make plays. You know that Michael McCauley is going to make plays. At least that's three guys right there. If you can get two, three other guys uh, step up, that, that, you know, that would be nice. It'd be, it's going to be, that's what I'm looking forward to, is seeing who those guys are going to be. I'm guessing they're going to give quite a few guys an, an opportunity. I'm, you know, I'm kind of expecting Sam Flowers to be one of those guys. I, I kind of hope he really is. Um, I think Noah Soul's also going to be another one, those guys. Um, I think I think you're going to see like you know Kevin Meadows in there as well. Um, you know maybe probably Darren Darren De La Crow get some time. Um, I'm just interested in to see who's you know who's going to step it up for the Bears at the wide receiver uh, position. Um, also, you know it's it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be on that line. You know they um, stayed healthy this preseason, so if they can get a consistent group in there that consistently produces. That that'll be great as well. Not like the makeshift and kind of different line that they had every single game last year. To have a consistent line going every game is going to be really crucial to their success. And if you look on defense, um, let's see the secondary. Like I mentioned, I, I think it's loaded. It's talented. It has a good mix of veterans and young players on out there. I think you're going to see a lot of different guys because I think a lot of different guys uh, can play at you know corner positions at safeties. You know, you're going to see a lot of different things from there. Um, defensive line, I think you're going to see, you know, Kiefer Morris, obviously. I think Tank Terrell is going to be, you know, another good one. Um, you're going to have to see in the middle who's going to step up there, who they're going to use. Could it be Gilliland? Could it be Gator? Could it be Biggs? Could it be, like, Desir Freshman? You know, you're going to see who's who they're going to put in there to help uh, stop the run, uh, put pressure on the quarterback. It's going to be, you know, that's what I'm looking forward who's going to be playing there in the interior line. Um, you know, linebackers, um, pretty good with you know with Nelson and with Stelzner. Um, you know, so on the defense, you know, defensive line is where I think you know, who, you know, we're gonna step up. That's gonna be the interesting part, and it's gonna be the interesting to see who's gonna play, and also a little bit you know worrisome going in, into that game. Um, you know, the special teams, you got Rue to a you know, had a leg last year. I think really no problem there. Um, I know Kiefer Glau is returning punter, so you know it shouldn't have a problem there. Even though I, even though I've seen a root punt during practice, and during practice I did see um Glau earlier, maybe about a week or two ago, kind of injured. So we'll see what what happens in those that kind of position. Oh, another play. I'm I'm I'm, I'm interested in to see who they're gonna have in the return game. I've seen Trey back there. I kind of hope they don't put him back there. I just don't want him to you know. You know, returning is kind of a dangerous thing. I don't want him to get hurt. I want him to be in the backfield, you know, taking handoffs and getting, you know, passes thrown to him. Um, you know, it could become some secondary people. Um, I know Dante Jackson, the true freshman at Lawrence, Kansas. I've seen him back there. I wouldn't mind to see him, you know, that would be kind of cool to see him back there. And if he can, you know, if Collins thinks he's ready for that, then I'd, 
I'm definitely ready to see him, you know, hopefully make, make an impact, um, back there in the, in the return game. Um, so, you know, I, you know, let's just say I'm expecting, right. I want, you know, I'm maybe not expecting, but I'm hoping they go out there with a win today. I think they have a good chance at it. I don't think this is a game you look into and say, Oh, you know, um, you know, UNC is going to, you don't get hammered in this one. I'm thinking with the way the season McNeese State had, they're going to come in here to Nottingham and really thinking that they should win. Um, you know, they've been picked in some publications as finishing, you know, in, you know, top three in the Southland Conference um, after their season last year. Um, and they, they could do it. Um, their defense looks a little bit inexperienced right now, but uh, they have, you know, definitely have some quality players and offense that can happen. But I think they might come in here thinking, well, okay, this is a team we should beat. But no, I, I'm afraid being the first game of the season, I think can take UNC lightly. I, I doubt it, but there might be this little bit of cockiness or this little bit of, you know, entitlement to like, oh, you know, we're the better team. We're, you know, these guys are going to come, you know, we're going to come in here and just roll over them. And I think they're going to be surprised that UNC is really not, they're going to be, you know, they're not going to be an easy pushover. I think UNC, have a, they have a top-notch quarterback. They have talent on the offensive side. And their defense is also very talented. Um, uh, they're a very talented unit. Um, UNC is going to be ready. I mean, this is Coach Collins' eighth season. Uh, John Boyer, the you know offensive corner, has been around for a while. Um, you know, Marty English, it's his first year back at UNC, but he's been you know D one D D coordinator for a long time. Um, you know, so even Coach Armour has been around for a while. So this is going to be a team that's going to be ready. You know, I, I don't doubt that from the practices I went out there, they seemed to just, you know, you know, there was a, there was teaching obviously out there for the younger players, but it seemed like they moved really smooth. And even in reading and, you know, even in reading the Tribune or, you know, on Bear Vision, watching the YouTube videos, the guys have come in and said, it's just been like, you know, they've just come in and they've just kind of just, you know, just practiced and really didn't have to think about things and just, just went out and did it and just, you know, so they seem really ready. I'm sure they're ready to finally face, you know, uh, some a different opponent besides guys in their own team, own teams. And um, I, I can't wait until four days from now. Um, I'm going to be up there early for the brew and bites. You know, to have some to have some beers and have some drinks. Um, uh, you know, I can't wait for that, and then I can't wait for the game. I'm going to be really excited about that. And like like I said, I hope there's a good crowd there for them. I think. You know, if they can have a good crowd there and UNC wins, um, could lead to, you know, even more support, you know, for the rest of the season. Um, and um, you know, and like I said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm be realistic about what they can accomplish. I'm, um, you know, I, I, I think I honestly think they can make a push for the playoffs. I, you know, in the Big Sky, it's a tough conference. You play a lot of tough teams. You can build up your resume. Um, you know, I think that they can make a push for it. I think they got the kind of right teams at home. I mean, think about it. They got Northern Arizona, a tough team, um, Eastern Washington, a tough team, and both of those are, are at home. Um, so, you know, at least they those are going to be tough games, but at least they have them at home where it's going to be, you know, probably more winnable, um, where they've kind of struggled and really struggled in Flagstaff. I don't think they've ever won in, a, in, Ch- in Cheney either. But, uh, you know... Being at home makes those games, you know, a lot more winnable for them, you know. And, you know, unfortunately, their first game of the season in the Big Sky is against Weber State in Utah. So um, I'd say probably these first four games are going to be, 
you know, they're going to be tough, but, you know, you know, no team want, you know, no, you know, I mean, kind of wish they had one easy game, but at the same time, these are the kind of games and these are the kind of teams that they're going to have to beat to make the playoffs. And, you know, like I said, I think it's a realistic uh, goal for them, you know, and if they happen to not make the playoffs, I just would like to see an improvement from last year. Um, you know, three and seven was, you know, kind of disappointing, especially after two winning seasons. Um, you know, but if you looked at how everything's played out with injuries and with, uh, you know, especially key injuries and didn't really help out, um, you know, so, and I'm just not hoping for, you know, kind of the same season as last year, um, you know, and with a new kind of like school president and, um, you know, I, you know, I hate to say this, but, you know, and, you know, if another bad season, you know, Coach Collins could be on the hot seat. I just, you know, I could do a whole podcast on that and, you know, um, whether he, you know, should go or not. But, I, you know, I legitimately don't think so, especially if he has a good year this year. Um, but, you know, college sports, it's a, you know, it's a production. It's a, it's a results-based uh, business. And, you know, I mean, yeah, he could be graduating a lot of kids and everything. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, it comes down to uh, wins and losses. And, I, you know, I've seen how hard these guys have worked, seen the time they've put into it. I, you know, and I think they deserve you know, to have a good season, you know, I mean, they're going to obviously have to go out there and prove it, but, and I think they can, I think they can, um, so, so I'm kind of hoping now, hope to see a lot of people out there on Saturday, I mean, the game again is at 2 p.m., uh, the tailgate, I know with the Bruin Bites, uh, starts at 11, so, um, next week we'll go, hopefully I can, it can just be one, um, podcast where I do half of the preview, or, you know, half of the review, of the game against McNeese State, and then a preview, a little bit of preview of South Dakota. So I think that's where I'm going to end this, is uh, right here. And um, like I always say, uh, see you next week, and uh, vamos osos. Don't weep for me